I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Today's episode is a little bit different. I am sharing with you an episode I was interviewed on with Raj Jana, who has an incredible podcast called Stay Grounded. He and I met through our podcast producer, Ginny Saraswati at Ginny Media. I know when Ginny connects me to someone, it will be a magical connection. And this one was no exception. He is only 30 years old and is such a beautiful old soul. I am having him on my show in January and can't wait to be on the other side of the microphone so I can ask him some questions. In our interview, we talked about parenting and why I am so passionate about instilling tools into children at a young age so they feel empowered and equipped to live a life with passion and purpose. In this generation of social media and all of the electronics we didn't have when we were growing up is a whole different ballgame. It's new to all of us, and we don't really know or understand the repercussions it all may play later on in our lives. Raising two girls and having my Raising Confidence course where I teach these mindset tools to teens has been a game changer as to how I see them navigate through life as teenagers. They understand how important having a morning routine is so your vibration is in alignment to begin the day. They learn to dream big and set goals beyond what they would even have thought were possible because they learn the powerful tools in manifesting. Having a gratitude practice changes everything, especially with kids these days who may take for granted the life they get to live and all of the things they get to do. When my students learn the powerful magnetic tool of gratitude, their entire life begins to change. Even the parents of my students call to say, whatever is going on with my child in raising confidence, it's shifting all of the energy up a notch in their homes. Just one person who manages their energy in a house on a high vibration can shift the entire consciousness of a family. Then we dig deep into self-limiting beliefs to think if we knew what blocked us from achieving our dreams early on in life, what would our life look like and how many big things would we have done if we knew anything was possible and there are no limits. Having an internal GPS system is what knowing your core values are so you know the right from wrong choices and are clear when faced with a tough situation. This is when the confidence in these teens explode. It's so amazing to witness when they begin to see their power 
when implementing these tools in real life and coming back each week with so many stories of proof that when they apply all of these magical steps, life takes on an entirely new meaning and their confidence in every aspect of life goes through the roof. I know you have heard me talk about the success stories of so many of my students in raising confidence. I want millions of kids to be empowered with these tools so they can leave it at 18 years old, ready for life, and having the belief that they can be, do, or have anything. So if you are ready for your teens to go on this magical journey of self-discovery with me and learn these powerful mindset tools for life, sign up for my next session that begins January 10th. It's eight weeks, one-on-one, and believe me, they will never look at life with the same eyes they do when they begin these eight magical weeks with me. There is no better time than now. Let's begin 2022 on a new path. Take the other why in the road this year and try something new for your kids. You can also take the course, The Magic Path, I have for adults and parents right alongside your kids and learn the tools together. Think of what kind of an accountability partner you both would have if taking these courses at the same time. Now that's what I call magic. So please, if this speaks to you, then push past the fear and reach out to me today so we can begin 2022 with a brand new way of looking at this beautiful life we get to live. The sign up is in the show notes or just email me at ashleygonner at gmail.com and I will get you all the information and answer any questions. I am so excited for a new year and allowing all of my students to see life with new eyes and a heart full of love and gratitude. So let's get started with this magical interview with Rajana on Stay Grounded. Yo, 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 what's up everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you're all having a brilliant day so far. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Oh, thank you, Raj. It's a pleasure. So excited to meet you. Yeah, I'm so excited for us to to be here. And I always love introductions being the first time someone's on the show, just because mm-hmm. it allows us both to be really present and to just connect with what's really true in our hearts right now. And you know, we were talking about this before we started recording, but I actually haven't really had anyone specifically come onto the show to talk about the role that the pandemic or really just life and its crisis and its chaotic state in the last few years has had on children and the way kids are showing up in the world right now. So I'd love to maybe start there, like just from your experience, I guess, what are you seeing as challenges that kids are facing or teenagers are facing in today's wild and chaotic world? (laughs) You know, I have two children, 12 and 15, and going into high school was Paige, the um, older one, when they were, you know, on lockdown and she finished eighth grade at home. And then the younger one going from fifth grade to sixth grade, pretty much at home. Well, I, (laughs) I started seeing that the tools that I've taught them, which I am so mindful of raising children at an older age, their gratitude, their wake up with their affirmations, they had the tools. So all of a sudden I'm watching my kids like they got it. And then I have all these other moms, just their kids are struggling. You know, they don't have the connection with their friends. They're just sitting at home. It's very distracting, very depressed, don't have their athletics to go to after school. The list goes on. But when I see these children now, like a year out, 
of this experience. And now they're back in school on a, you know, with their masks on still, and, you know, still the feeling of that, the separateness to bring kids up in this world when you want them to love. And I'm always like a proponent of giving compliments and looking up and not being on your phone and taking your blinders off and being present, living in the moment. This is all we have is now my girls have that ingrained in their brain, Mm, (laughs) but now with these kids that I'm teaching in my class, now they do. And they're now their parents are like, Oh my gosh, our mornings, because we work on vibration and all these different tools. But you know, when you think of children that don't have that to really back, you know, they don't have those tools to use as a backup plan (laughs) to really give themselves peace and heart in their heart. And the knowing that this is all perfect and this is all supposed to be like this and everything's working for them, not to them, you know, and to put that in their little minds. But these kids are just, I mean, Paige will come home and say, someone said she, she wants to end her life. And I was like, Oh, you know, yeah. you just see, hear this pain. It's a lot of such a contrast, right? Like, especially when there's crisis or something like a pandemic or like the noise that's happening in the world right now, like that brings up so much anxiety, like kind of brings up all of it, whether mm-hmm. it's good or bad, like the good gets louder and the bad certainly gets louder too. It's just all coming up to the surface. And, and I do feel really sad for just kids in general, like because school systems aren't setting them up for success. Like the school system really isn't teaching positive mindset psychology. No. They're not really ingraining positive affirmations and it kind of falls on parents and parents are going through a lot too. And right. And if they weren't raised with these mindsets or these philosophies, and they might not even be aware that there's a healing aspect to just something as simple as a morning affirmation or something as simple as gratitude or something as simple as just self-compassion and meditation. I mean, these are, these are tools that I just, I'm realizing that are so simple and, and it doesn't take a lot to teach, but there's just this gap in education that a lot, that, a lot, a lot of people fall through the cracks. So I, I really feel that. Oh, totally. You know, I think of when I hear my girls in the morning and we do, we're doing our affirmations and I mean, it's just, a, it's a muscle. We have a muscle. It's like, it's not even a question if we're going to be doing our, our morning routine. I see the, the energy shift from waking up and yeah, I'm always happy because I do my morning routine before they wake up. So the thermostat in the house is super high at 630. And it doesn't dip. In fact, they raise to my vibration. Mm. So, which is my intention, but to teach kids to be intentional with their, with their day, be intentional with, you know, what is my intention today? And I always, we always have those conversations in the car. What is your intention? You know, instead of, I always call the drifters, you know, the ones that wake up and roll out of bed and go to school. What is that doing for your? Well, let me ask you this. Why is intention important? to have an intention, to have a goal, to have a something that you are going to accomplish that day. I think it if you create that muscle in your brain, in your routine as a child, as a teenager, when you get out into this college world or whatever you're going to do after high school, and to know that you're not just going to not have an intention, you have to, that just trains your brain to look for what you're looking for. It's almost like the reticular activating system, right? You pick one thing. We play this game. Like, what are you going to look for? When you have an intention, it sets your mind to look for that. So mm-hmm. it's it's there anyway. But it also what I teach these kids and my girls, like when you have something that you really want, if you could be, do or have anything, 
the only limits you put on yourself are the ones that you think are true, but aren't. Was there like a, a point in time where you felt like, wow, like, cause this feels like a very fiery, passionate subject for you, like kids, right. And really inspiring this in kids. Like when did you realize that you really wanted to help your kids in a bigger way? Well, I, because I didn't have children until I was 37. Mm. I remember when I was like in my, I opened a business when I was 30 and I started doing all this personal development and I've always been a seeker. And I remember reading the four agreements or all these were, you know, think and grow rich, all these, I'm like, oh, when I have kids, they're going to know this right when they come out of, we're going to teach, I'm going to teach them to program them for the first seven years. You know, that's your main, you know, programming time. I'm going to do everything during that time and to like always will, but um, to be so, that's another intention. I was so intentional with, with that, that every single moment I was so present, you know, I knew everything counted. I never wanted to look back and wish the what ifs, you know, I always tell the girls don't ever have what ifs. You know, we got to push past the fear. We got to do it. (laughs) You know, everything is on the other side. Did you always want to be a mom? Yes. Mm. Mm. Always. I remember because I didn't meet Richard till I was 35. And I kept thinking, oh, the clock's ticking. But I just had to, I always am one of those people that, you know, I trust and I know that it's coming at the right time. And it's always in the divine timing is what I call it. And to not ever rush something or think it's supposed to be on your time because it's always perfect. I always say that. How did you cultivate that sense of trust? Because that's that's really scary. Like, you know, especially as you're, you want to be a mom so bad, you're getting getting older, like, but you still had that trust in that, hey, everything's happening for you. Like, can you talk to me about like where that, where that faith came from? Well, from probably in life, learning my lessons along the way, knowing that if I did something, and I kept moving forward, you know, taking the breadcrumbs, listening to my my little inner voice that's telling me to keep going and telling me what direction to go in and leading with love and following that path and trusting and knowing. I mean, I have a I'm very, real, you know, believe in God and very spiritual and believe in a, my higher self. And, I, you know, I have such a connection with my mind and what pulls me, what what leads me. So I, I just listen to that voice and trust it. And I know it, what you're saying, like, when did I get that to be a muscle? Like, when did that come to a place? I just think it's a gradual, I'm 52 years old. I, I mean, I, two years ago, my muscle, it's way, it's so much stronger now. Yeah. Like I just keep, it keeps building and I just, you just keep trusting. And then you're like, whoa, you know, that that's amazing. Okay. I'll do it again. What does the voice of intuition sound like? It sounds like your voice. I would love to know what you say, but um, I'm so used to being the interviewer. (laughs) But when I think of my inner voice, and I've been really keying in on that voice lately, a lot more than in the past, I'm really listening. And, you know, to teach people to listen to their intuition is one thing, but when you're listening to your own, and you're like, okay, I hear you. And it's like, a, it's the stillness when you're meditating or being quiet or I'm out walking with the dogs and I hear that, that voice and I get almost get goosebumps and I go, or I do get goosebumps. I go, or I get tears and I go, mm. I got it. It's the voice that moves you. Oh, doesn't it? It just goes through my body. Yeah. That's the, it's, it, I don't know where I heard this. It was like a quote I heard somewhere. I was like, the truth has a ring to it. And mm-hmm. like, when you hear the truth, 
that you can, it's like a, it's like a feeling. There's a, there's a certain underlying vibration to something that sings so true to your soul that like shakes through every part of your, like, I, I remember, I mean, and I've had a few moments in my life where like, I've had these intuitive hits that have been so strong that there's no denying it. Like I didn't need the data to know it. I didn't need to, like the mind wasn't predicted because the mind is always looking for the patterns. It's looking for this, like, oh, that this has to make sense because of this and this and this. But the intuitive mind, the intuitive sense is like a ring. It Like when you feel it, you can't unfeel it. Like I remember when I got out of my last relationship, like there was this feeling. We were together for nine years, but there was just this feeling that rung through my body. I was like, she isn't it. And it's a, it's a difficult voice to listen to or like business relationships that I've ended because even though on paper, they're perfect, but for some reason in my heart, it's like, this isn't it. And I think the more we as a society have learned to quiet that voice, we've learned to shove it underneath the rug. We've been, we've told, we've told it, it doesn't matter. Just follow the path, do what you said you're supposed to do. And, and I think the more you start to listen to that voice, the louder and more powerful it gets. And, and, oh, for sure. and that goes back into trust, right? Like, like, I feel like when you start to trust that voice, then you start to realize that you're not just creating your life. You're actually co-creating with the universe. And there's this divine intelligence that's speaking through you in every word and every moment and every heart murmur. And, uh, and that's kind of how it's been, at least for me over the last few years, like I've been really sinking back into that, like that sense of connection with that voice. And that's why I'm so curious to hear it with other people too. Cause like there's, especially for like in that moment where like, where you're, you know, like you, you're, you're getting older and there's this thing that, that you care so much about, which is like really bringing in life into the world and like being a mom. Like, I want to be a dad one day. I was but just like, going to say, you're, you're asking me these questions because that's what you're thinking about. Well, I am. You like, want to bring kids well, into well, the no, world. Like, I mean, I absolutely. Like, I love it. Like, I totally want to be a dad one day. I mean, I'm 30. So like, I'm not anywhere, like, at least in my life, like I want to be a dad, but I'm not rushing it or seeking it out. Like I know that in right timing and in right in the right space, like that's going to happen. It's because in my heart, I just have, I have that feeling like, yeah, you know, I just want it. And so like, it's such a game of trust. Cause like, and I feel like that's kind of going back to kids and what we teach them in schools. Like, you know, we're teaching kids this, like this way it has to be, you go to school, you get the grades, you go to college, you do this thing. And we kind of teach kids to not be connected to that voice in their heart. 100%. You know, I listen to them talk about geometry and <laughs> all these, you know, I know that, you know, there's some things that people will need geometry for the little things that they struggle with at school. And I think, you know, really just get through it, just memorize it because you won't need that again. <laughs> but I think they do pageants for interview and they do speeches. So it's really helped their confidence since they were eight. And so we have to do interview questions. So we mm. do these interview questions all the way to school and these little, these little cards you know, it's interesting to have the conversations when you, when they pick it up and they're like, what is social media doing? And I'm hearing them talk or what is the subject, your favorite subject in school? And then what is missing from school was one of them today. And Paige, they have a platform called the Paige and Presley's Positivity Project, where they teach the things I teach in my classes, but they teach it like on their Instagram or they go to the boys and girls club and do like, like do vision boards and make, they're trying to make a difference with their age and be the, an example. But Paige was saying today, what was missing at school was a class that she, her, what she teaches. And it's, it is missing. Cause I see these kids in my carpool. <laughs> oh, Raj, 
I, I just go, oh my goodness. And they're just not, not present on their phones and just in this like mm. different world. And that's the saddest thing, right? Cause like, if I had to think about an ultimate epidemic, like what's happening in the world right now is people are not present and mm-hmm. it's because they're not safe in their bodies and they want to be in their minds and distracted away from the reality of what they're feeling. Like we're just not taught how to feel. Like I had to break open this thing to figure out how to feel. I had to go inward and it was not a fun journey. Like it was, it's been, and it continues to be this evolving journey of me learning how to be intimate with my feelings and myself and learn how to have patience and love and presence with what is. And, but that's why it's so important to, to teach it and to embody it. And I think that's, what's so cool about even you as a parent, like it actually brings me a lot of hope knowing that there's like parents like you who are making it a priority to model what it means to be present, to not just tell people to be present, but to model it and to embody it and to show the gifts that come from presence, because it's not something that I think can be understood. It's more something that needs to be experienced. But I think, you know, just me being me and doing what I do and showing them, they just do what I do. They don't do what I say. And I watch, I can see these children and what they're doing, like I go to a football game and it was an eye-opening experience, what they're wearing, they're doing their smoke, they're doing all these things that, you know, weren't when in my generation, you know, it's a whole different experience. So now I see my daughters into the middle of this, but, you know, I teach core values and page their note, they know like teaching children core values and understanding that when they make decisions that they know the right or the wrong, because those core values are so ingrained in them. And like, I I have no question in my mind, could they know what, what is right? I would come pick them up if they were at a party and someone was doing, you know, there's just no, there's no doubt. But when I see these kids that are just, they don't have any direction, they don't have those values ingrained in them. You you can want your children to do something, but if you're not doing it, they're going to go like, well, you don't do that. I mean, I had a conversation with a friend, a mom, and she said, oh, um, her daughter was saying the F word in the car on the way to school. And I said, oh, she's like, well, she said, I do that. Hmm. Well, you do that, mom. And I said, oh, she needs to be, you need to be in my class. Well, she's like, I'm the mom. I can do that. Hmm. And I, I, as soon as I said, oh, okay, you know, whatever. But, you know, they do as you do. I wouldn't expect anything other. I would, I would have expected her to do that. Kids are so perceptive, like they're so brilliant and we don't give kids enough credit for how brilliant they are and and how they really do learn from observing the world, whether it's from a parent or just, I mean, that's how they learn. And, and they're so fast at picking things up and connecting dots and creating their own little cocktail of like, of lessons and learnings into themselves. And, and what's been really interesting for me to realize is like, and being aware of that, like kids learn so fast, but adults unlearn so slow. That's the tough part. It's like adults, like we've got these things that are ingrained in our hearts, but it takes such a uphill slope to like become aware of it and then put down your ego and realize that, oh man, I am doing this. And then there's like a, it's just right. a journey to, to evolve that. So I'm curious, how do you actually inspire parents to want to do that work? I was thinking when you were talking about the little kids that there's such, there's so much easier to get rid of their limiting beliefs because they haven't been in there. And then I deal with the parents (laughs) 
And it's like, I'm triggered. My husband's triggering me that my children are triggering me. So I said, okay, stop. Those are your limiting beliefs. But you know, you've been doing this your whole life. I think that you get to a place as an adult and at my age, maybe in the, and you know, you have your children are not quite done with high They're still in your, in your house. This time in our life right now is really a different, we're really ascending. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people are kind of getting interested in this and they're like, maybe I need to do something. Maybe I need, this isn't working. I, I think it could be better. And so when these parents come to me or these adults that have had children that are gone and wish that they knew these tools while they were under their roof, but um, it's never too late, but you know, to realize that life doesn't have to be one trigger after another. Life can be full of pure love, understanding that if that is something that, I mean, I, I live a pretty neutral life and it's been that way for the last, I mean, I've really worked on it this year for sure. Yeah. Like you, you can't get me in a traffic jam. You can't get me in a, my husband can't ir irritate me. I know that that is their, their journey and whatever's going on is perfect. I know that sounds, people think, oh, that's woo woo, but it's really true. And I try to encourage that with these adults in my classes to understand that when you look at your life and you are, it's coming from fear, you know, the basics of that is, are you coming from love or fear? I mean, if you want to start at the basic. So I've realized triggers are just a data point. If you're getting triggered, it's because there's something inside of you that's unresolved. And when you can change your relationship, when you, when you have that awareness, it's like, okay, it's not a me versus you. It's like, okay, it's us versus whatever the hell is triggering me. That shift was really big for me because I still get triggered. Like, I mean, I, I would love to learn how you just stay even keel all the time. Like sometimes, like, especially as I'm experiencing life and like, I'm pushing myself and going out there and trying new things. Like, I think it's hard, like human beings, I think there's always like a layer of something that I don't know, right? So I'm always realizing that when there's a trigger, it's almost like life is giving me an opportunity to ask to access a part of myself that I didn't even realize was present. And how I respond to that trigger makes all the difference in the world. I can yes. fight the trigger. I can yeah. try and make it go away. I can suppress it. Or I can just learn to lean into it no matter how uncomfortable it is and allow that alchemy to like whatever whatever magic unfolds after that to be a gift and 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 I I think I'm now finally beginning to really like embody that practice I think a few years ago I probably wouldn't have been able to I think yeah no I mean it's all pro it's all part of the journey right you know when I say neutral we're always going to have those beliefs I don't you know they're either intense or they're they you can get them down to where you've like really listened listen to it and then think okay be aware it's nothing and then brought it way, way down. But, you know, when you realize that when something is triggering you and it's in you, then you take all the accountability like, okay, well, that wasn't even about him. It's about me or it wouldn't have triggered me. <laughs> so to really go deep, you know, and to, to take that into that's me. So like looking in the mirror, like I'm looking in the mirror at me. So always bringing that up, like any part of your day could be a trigger. But what be conscious of your what you're putting out there. I mean, all your all you are is energy. You know, you can change anything. At least for me, like the triggers are intense emotional experiences. They're just like intense. They're 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 something that's whether it's anger or whether it's jealousy or whether it's anxiety or whether it's fear. I mean, the flavor of ice cream, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. It's all just this charged emotional experience. And 
And I think for me, when I, when I allow myself to just experience it for that, it almost like uncharges it. Cause I, I think that the meaning we apply to the trigger, like, oh man, I'm angry. Why am I angry? That meaning we apply makes us spin in circles. But when we can like actually just create a space between ourselves and the trigger and just say, all right, I'm angry and just experience it. Just let myself feel anger as it moves through my body. Let myself feel where the anxiety is. Maybe go into a meditation and sit with it. Like that to me is, I think, the greatest medicine we can give ourselves. That is self-love. It's like, I love myself so much that I want to allow myself to feel what's here without judging it, without shaming it, without trying to make it go into a box and throw it away. Like it's giving ourselves the space to breathe so that we can show up as better parents, as better lovers, as better human beings, as better neighbors, as better teachers, as, as, as our higher selves. And that is a grueling journey. I'll tell you, it is not for the faint of heart. But that's why we came here. You know, we wanted mm. to ex- experience the contrast, right? Mm. Or it, w- it would have been too, like, we might as well not have come. We chose to come and experience. We all chose our parents. We all, you could have a terrible parent, but you're like, gosh, you really went through a lot to teach me that I, that's not what I want to be, you know, mm. or, you know, the contrast is so important. And, you know, when you think of being thankful for the contrast and saying, gosh, thank you for that. Cause now I realize it and, you know, it could still be triggering me, but at least I know that that was a gift and now I can move forward. It will dissipate a little bit. Mm. So each time you get into that, you, you feel it, you're not going to judge it or not ignore it, put it under the carpet or whatever. But to sit there, that's kind of the fun part. That's what I'm experiencing now is like, wow, Ashley, look, or I have these in this class I'm taking their manifestation event forms. And it's a, it's a trigger. It's anytime you have a manifestation event and that's what we call it. And so you write this form, you prove it wrong. You can prove anything wrong. <laughs> you just make it up, you know, cause it's basically, it is, it is wrong. And once you get through those, and you start reading that. And now I go back, you know, six months later and I read my manifestation events from the first month. I thought, wow, that's where I was. I still have it, mm. but wow, I can still, I can prove that thing wrong so much more, so much more clarity. It's so empowering to know that when you put your mind to any of those fear, anxiety, whatever you're going through, all those little triggers that you're, we're human. So we're going to experience all those contrasts. When you put them on paper and you see it and you prove it wrong, it does so much to your your mental capacity. Like you just have this different this awareness in your life. It's a lens. It's a whole new lens. Such a different lens. If you can show your mind that, hey, look, like this thing that I thought was true that I was putting all of my eggs and carrots into, like if I knew that this thing, eggs and carrots, is that even a phrase? I don't know. It's a phrase now. Um, (laughs) um, But if you like, like, what did he say? Um, (laughs) But like. Like if you could show your mind that the thing that your mind put all of its faith in, there was another side to it. Mm-hmm. That's it. All we're doing is it's not even that it's false. There's just another perspective. Someone else sees this exact same experience through a different lens. Like that was one of the big odds I had. Like when I first really got down this journey of proving my mind wrong was I remember a mentor of mine, he explained it to me as like when you're watching a movie, think about it, it's the same movie. It's the same characters, but there's so many people watching the movie. So when you're watching that movie, you're going to be thinking one storyline, you're going to have empathy for one set of characters over another that are going to resonate with your personal story. And then somebody else who's watching the movie might see a completely different thing. They might be thinking about the bad guy and how that bad guy is having like they're like it's our storylines are all different, even though we're watching the same movie. And I think that's how 
our minds work as well. So when we start to actually question or when we start to have curiosity, curiosity and gratitude, which I, and I love that I'm so grateful that you brought up the contrast because without knowing the darkness, you can't see the light. And so like we, all this darkness, all this pain, maybe all the sadness and sorrow, everything that our minds have maybe tried clinging on to in our past, like it's there so that when we choose to see the light or when we see a different perspective, we can have the gratitude and the contrast to truly appreciate it. That movie thing reminded me, like I can look at your shirt and I think it's gray. That's my belief that that's gray. Or, you know, you could grow up with sisters like I did. They're, they could talk about our childhood. They're completely different stories. You know, their their perception. Because we're all these, you know, this soul experience in life in, their, in our own way, in our own perception. So when you look at other people and the judgment, like, gosh, you know, I teach that to the everybody. Like, that's that's what they're doing. Like, but learn from that. That's like a mirror that you're learning from. Mm. So keep raising up, you know, keep that awareness going. So when you see that person and they're on their journey, so you're aware, we're not judging, but you're like, wow, that's amazing. And then you have your perception of your reality because we only can create in our own reality, right? And we can't do it in anyone else's. Yeah. We are only in charge of ours. Even though there's so much divisiveness in the world right now, us versus them, a lot of noise underneath it all, like we're all still breathing, living, loving human beings that are all clinging for safety in our own ways, that are all seeking a level of connection with our neighbors, with our loved ones, with ourselves. And and when we can remember that and when we can see point of views or or perspectives that are different from ours it, and we can sink back into that gratitude for the human experience and we can sink back in for with appreciation for the person who's sitting across from us, it allows us to then view others as mirrors. Like, oh yes. my God, this person's triggering me because of something they said. Well, okay, how is this person shining a light on an aspect of me that is unresolved? How is this right. person shining a light? And and I think that's what, for me at least, that's the missing link right now in society. Like we're not leaning into each other as these incredible mirrors for profound spiritual and personal evolution. Like, you know, I think you, I think I heard you say this earlier, like, you know, that's what we're here to do. It's just the work we're here to do. We're here to evolve and grow and ascend. And we're here to lean into each other as, as, as gateways for that. And I think the more we can remember our humanity inside of all the chaos, inside of all the noise, inside of all the pain, the closer we get to actually realizing the journeys that our souls were here to take. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think of this time and I look at, we're all in our little journeys here on this earth and we all chose to come during this 2020 experience <laughs> because we, we chose to, Yeah, and we're going to take this planet of these people, this, these souls on this ascension on this new trajectory. And I feel like it's really moving forward. Some people will won't, and they'll still be down fighting and doing that, but that's fine. Cause that's their journey. They're not, they're not ready to go to that next level. Mm. And to realize when you see the, you know, I tell, I teach the girls, like when you see kids that are doing bullying, you know, the girls have gone through that a lot. That's their journey. Send them love. I can say that to someone who's my age or in their eighties, like anyone could deal with a bully or, you know, something in, you know, on the freeway or in a relationship, 
But if you could just look at that as a mirror and what am I, what am I learning from that? What is in me that really, why does that trigger me so bad? Mm. I mean, I, I was in a carpool with my girls and one of the girls was so mean to my daughter, you know, as a mom, you just want to fight for your daughter, but I really learned. And it was funny that this little 14 year old taught me (laughs) that she was teaching me. It was like, I had to turn it around. I'm like, she's teaching me. My daughter is her own person, Mm. her own little soul that needs to learn this from her. I am going to allow her to send her love, be the parent to help facilitate little things in her mind, you know, teach her little tools, but she attracted that. So she needed to learn that lesson. So instead of being this, like, I'm going to call the principal and call the parents and, you know, be that kind of a person. No, there's no reaction. It's no judgment. That's her, her story. If it triggered my daughter, then it's something in you. That's something in her that she needed to clear. So it won't bother. And it, I watch her now, Raj, and it's like water off a duck's back. She can deal with that. It's so amazing. I can't even tell you. I would love to unpack that a little bit, actually, because that is beautiful. So what was the beauty that, and so let's say you're in the car and your daughter's in the car and you're observing this, right? Like, can you talk about, I guess, the next several, like the next conversation you had with your daughter and like how that conversation ensued, like both for you as a healing journey and also for your daughter so that you did get to this place now where she's, she's flowing. Um, like, like, I would love so to know, like, like, I would love to know more about like that process. Or, like, what was that like? Cause I think there's a lot of parents that are probably in situations like that far more than they care to admit. And, you know, I think there's something really beautiful about what you just shared that could just help and empower a lot of a, a very beautiful, um, beautiful wave of, of parenting for anyone who's interested. We'll go back to that incident. So when she was treating Paige terribly and had, had treated her terribly at school. So I'd, I'd heard of that before they got in the car. So I was, my blood was boiling. So I was ready to fight and I couldn't wait to tell, I was ready to have a speech (laughs) and I stopped and I thought before I even picked him up and I said, no, why would I, why am I allowed? What is in her that's in me? Why? It shouldn't be, I shouldn't have my blood boiling. So Paige got in the car And she was thinking I was going to say something. So I'm sure she was worried. And I said, no, it's perfect. And I said, I want you to just send her love and just send her love through your heart right now in the car before she gets like, just start sending her love and be love. And so she's like, okay, but because we talk, that's our language. So it's not like it was over, not in her vocabulary. And the shift in the energy in the car was beyond a miracle. Like it was like magic, my, our magic moment, because when you realize everything's energy and vibration and where you're at, and if you come from this place of pure love and you only can think of loving things about the other person and just think of that, think of one thing. I don't care if you love her hair. Let's focus on her hair. I love her hair. It's beautiful. Oh my gosh. Or whatever it is, but to shift these children and, and even like, you know, growing up and the girls did softball and, you know, you see the parents and they're just ready to fight the other team. And you watch that. <laughs> and I think, gosh, what are we doing for being present and knowing that we're all here to encourage our children? We're all on our own journey. Like I probably said that 50 times, but it's true. And so when you send love through your mind, it shifts. And so Paige just comes to this place now. It's kind of funny. She's nothing bothers her. 
She doesn't, the girls don't talk to her. <laughs> you know, you think of going to high school again and, you know, dealing with what these kids are in, you know, even year 30, it wasn't that long ago. Oh, I get it. No, I, I'm, I'm curious around like, or I just, I love when I just want to, I'm very grateful that you're sharing this story because I think, I think this is kind of like not putting a bandaid on a broken arm, right? Like you could have totally defended your daughter, made her feel like this girl was attacking her and then just validated a story, cemented a loop, right? Which would honestly be with her for the rest of her life. Because in those pivotal moments, in those, in this, especially in those like pivotal age groups, like whatever you learn, whatever you embody is something you carry with you for the rest of your life. And I'm now realizing that I am unraveling those stories, right? Like that's why we, when we spoke earlier, it's like, I feel like myself, like I've had to unlearn so much stuff in my twenties. My, my last five years for me have been about unlearning a lot of beliefs and stories and, and cemented limiting beliefs that I learned about myself when I was younger for me to experience you live action, almost preventing that from happening by leaning into love versus fear, leaning into compassion for another or empathy for another instead of the egoic attack and defense. Like uh, there's just something really beautiful in that. And, and I think that, that that idea is something that we can all carry with us, whether it's in a parenting situation or in a, in any situation. And it's something I, I, that's actually, I think probably one of my biggest takeaways from, from this conversation. It's just how important it is to, to surrender in those moments to love. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all about love. Everything is love. Everything. There's nothing but love. We came from love. You know, and I think, gosh, when you can show love wherever you go and know the truth is only love, that's when the miracle of life is, your life is, I always say magic, but you can find those magic moments and there's magic moments everywhere. Right now I'm having a magic moment. And to look at those moments of every single part of your day as just coming from love and realizing that's all we are anyway. And we came in here to, to learn the fear. So we, cause it would have been boring if we didn't have the fear. So we had to push past that. But once you push past that fear, Raj, and you just are like, Whoa, yeah. this is like, this is life. There's, I'm just having a few realizations right now. Like one, you said the word we were born from love, like a mother's love for her child, like the pain that a mother endures out of love to give birth, right? Like, I mean, that is the greatest like expression of love. And on the other end of that, like, if you think about it from a baby's perspective, birth is probably like one of the most chaotic, scary things that could possibly happen. It's like dark, dark, dark. And all of a sudden there's light. It's like, it's like <laughs> literally probably one of the scariest things, but to the baby, the baby probably believes that it's the end, but really it's just the beginning. And mm -hmm. it's the beginning of this whole new world of living and life and expansion. And it's that trust. It's like that from very the inception, as we're born, we're born into love. And this idea that we're, you know, like that, that love always wins. And, and I, you're so lovely. I, I actually really, I, I wasn't sure where we were going to take the conversation. Me either. Like, well, that's part of what I love about the show. It's like, it's as long as the person's amazing. It doesn't matter. Like we can, we can take the, the conversation in a lot of different directions, but I'm especially grateful just to hear so many refreshing parenting perspectives for that can just empower parents to realize like, oh my gosh, like you have such 
you have so much power in the way that your kids are raised and the beliefs that they carry with them into their adult lives and simple experiences like the one you shared today can have such a profound impact. So I just want to thank you again for sharing so much of your heart and sharing so many useful tips and stories from your life that, um, that are inspiring. And like I said, I don't have kids yet, but you know, it's definitely something that I hope to, to embody as I, as I continue growing in my life and in both that realm as well as just all the other realms. So, yeah. So it'll just be one more journey that you'll start and learn from and unpack those limiting beliefs when, you know, they'll come, they'll still be there. You know, it's just, everything's such a, especially when you have children, because you see what you, how you were parented, you know, you just know that's all you knew, you know, what you, how you were raised and your beliefs, you know, that's just how, you know, it's like what you're saying, like you get up, you go to college, you go to get a job, you know, it's just like the society has these little, but once you are an intentional parent and you raise that, this little baby with this mind of love and confidence of knowing who they truly are and how powerful they're more powerful than they, they could even imagine and that they can Mm. be, do, or have anything. Oh my gosh. To watch their, just them walk in the world and walk around and you're like, Oh, I have so much. I just, I mean, I just have so much faith and the knowing that they're going to be so ready, but you want to have that feeling as a parent when it comes to that time that when they leave here at 18, I did everything I could. There's not one more thing I could add. It's such a good feeling. And you'll be that dad too. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Ashley, if anyone listening wanted to reach out and say thank you or to get in touch or really engage in anything that you're creating and putting out in the world, how would they do that? My website is just my name, ashleygonner.com or, you know, Facebook or Instagram is just Ashley Goner and my podcast, Uncover Your Magic. Mm, So exciting. Well, I got one last question for you, Ashley. In the midst of everything you're doing, everywhere you're going and everywhere you've been, how do you stay grounded? Oh, by my morning routine and being in this in gratitude Mm. in every single moment. Being grounded is staying in the moment. That's that's my answer. That's my final answer. Mm. Staying and living in the moment. Mm. How do you do that? I do my mindful routine, meditate, gratitude. I walk outside in nature. I'm in awe of everything. I look at the trees. I look at the birds. I look at everything in in awe. Mm. Always learning and growing meeting people like you to, that encourage me to learn and grow even more. You know, the podcast has been a great, has been a blessing to mm. all of that. And this is a blessing. Just being grateful, you know, I think that's so important. And it shows in your heart of love when you are in this world. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.